You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. Happy birthday to you, Mike. Uh, over the thank you the last few days, but uh, I, don't, I don't even remember what day it is. Four days ago, I, your birthday's the twenty third. I don't remember what day it is today. <laughs> it was it was on Friday. Okay, well, happy birthday. Yeah, it changes every year, so I guess the way you wouldn't remember that. Right. Well, the day changes every year. <laughs> that's uh, what I meant. Yeah. But uh, happy birthday to my sister in law today too. Uh, it's her birthday. That's correct. Yes, Kelly. Have you met her before? I have met her a couple times. Uh, this week, we've got some stuff to talk about. We watched a very interesting film. Mike, I have secured us a guest for next week, too. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, popular YouTuber, Kylie, if you knew. What's her bacon number? <laughs> Soon it's going to be three, I guess. I feel that if we don't have a guest that improves our bacon score, then uh, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, sounds good. She's a popular YouTuber uh, that I came across uh, a couple weeks ago, and she's oh, she's a horror aficionado. So I wanted to talk Very to nice. her about uh, that new Friday the 13th movie. So the week after Halloween, we're getting this guest on. Correct. Yep. <laughs> I tried to get her this week, but uh, it was too late notice, so that's on me. What'd you say her name is? Kylie Roseanne. What? That's her name. That's her. That's her name on YouTube, Kylie Roseanne. So if you look up Kylie Roseanne, you should find her on YouTube. Uh. K Y L I E Roseanne, just like Roseanne Barr spells her name, except without the B A R R at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh speaking of uh good ideas, <laughs> apparently Zach Morris and Kelly Morris, I guess, are back in the Saved by the Bell reboot trailer. Have you have you seen the Saved by the Bell reboot trailer? No, I actually just read today on uh, Yahoo.com that they're uh, coming back with uh, the main... Because I, I heard initially it was just, uh, you know, uh, A.C. Slater and uh, Jesse Spano, perhaps? Farmington Hills' own Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> yep, that's correct. Very nice. Farmington. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I heard about that, and I'm like, yeah, who's going to watch that, that fucking show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, it's... I mean, I mean, do you want to watch, like, a, like, did you even want to watch, like, a Slater or a... Uh, Jesse, like, centric episode of the original series. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, come on. Who cares? Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be the only one that doesn't have uh, Screech reprising his role. Well, I, I mean, he probably is the busiest of the group. Yeah, for sure. He's got, uh, he's got a, a bunch of Taekwondo classes to teach, so... Wouldn't it be great if we found out he was, he was holding out for more money? <laughs> <laughs> He, I, I don't I, know if like at the very end is like a surprise cameo. I think he makes a lot of money at doing Uber Eats, so. <laughs> um, 
I just, we should just do an hour. We should just do an hour of shitting on uh, Dustin Diamond. Up here, you'll be playing the role of Zach. That's right. Oh, no, I'm goodness. sure he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he stabbed someone, but they probably deserved it. And he had that video where he uh, that sex tape where he like gave that girl a dirty Sanchez or something like. that. See that's that's just ridiculous. I feel like that and like all those like wacky like urban dictionary terms are just they're just all made up. Who has ever done any of those? Seriously. Aside from uh Dustin Diamond. Okay. Mike Diamond or the BC Boys younger brother. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> never, I, I know he had like a some years ago he had like a thing called Save Screech's House. Do you know if that ever uh, like worked out? You seem to know more about this than I do, I assume. I don't I don't know. I, I do remember what you're talking about. It was I think at the the very inception of, you know, like crowdfunding like type stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if they actually ever saved his house. Let's see. Saved by the bell, Screech's house. Let's see. Save Screech's house. All right. Let's see what happened with Save Screech's house. Help save Screech's house. 2006. Wow. The first, the first line of this, because it's still up. Screech is broke and he needs your help. <laughs> I thought some people claimed it was like some kind of scam, which I, I don't know whether it is or isn't, but that's what I had heard at the time. Um, let's see. Uh, come on. Do you think he should open, they should do a spinoff uh, series with uh, Samuel Screech Powers called Save by the Bell with no D where it's like a bank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's right next to a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Taco Bell with a bacon side. That's it's right. A it's a, it's a Taco Bell KFC, uh, Bank of America. Oh, come on. Bank of America is way better than that. Uh, I do. I actually, I have Bank of America. Don't steal my cards, uh, you freaks out there. And I, re- I wonder if we have the same account number. What's yours? <laughs> I really I like I really like Bank of America, actually. Yeah, they, they seem uh, like a pretty good bank uh, for my limited dealings with them. Wouldn't that, you know, a, a restaurant, <laughs> if you want to call Taco Bell a restaurant, right. with a bank inside it is sketchy. But a bank with a restaurant inside it, that's like pretty fucking impressive. Like, wow, we have a restaurant this bank? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, how big must that bank be? Yeah, absolutely. And you never have to worry about one of those fucking we need fives or one signs either, huh? <laughs> they got a whole fucking vault there waiting for you. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it doesn't tell me if his house was ever saved. But, oh, wait. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, oh, mortgage foreclosures were filed in twenty nine or 2010 and 2019, but were dismissed. So, apparently, he's got it. He still owes more we than... We did it! He still owes more than $31,000 in state income taxes. Uh, oh, Wisconsin. Uh, like in Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah he's I living in Wisconsin? Why? I mean, I, uh, probably I mean, cheap to live, I guess. No I offense know. to Wisconsin, but... Oh, fuck you, Wisconsin. That's why I've stayed in any adjacent state or country. He was... Let's see. He was sentenced to 120 days in jail and 15 months of probation in Azuki County and was released a month early for taking a cleaning job in jail. <laughs> but he was arrested May 25th and jailed again. I wonder if he got, he got out because of COVID, maybe. 
Yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know how long ago that was he was even in jail. Apparently, that's why. I guess that's probably why he's not going to be on the reboot. I don't know if Zach and Kelly. Zach is doing some podcast called that I don't listen to because I, I've decided I'm never listening to any podcast other than ours in solidarity with you, Mike. Right. But it's. Oh, I listen to other podcasts. It's called Zach to the Future. I heard about this. It's like where he watches episodes of Saved by the Bell. Because he's never seen them, apparently. Yeah, that seems interesting for about half an hour. Yep. I, I listened to about the first 20 minutes of it, and I was like, okay, I, I, I get where this is going. And I stopped listening. I, I overestimated. <laughs> it's hosted by, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy that does the web series Zach Morris's Trash. I don't know. Is that also Mark Paul Gessler? No, it's, well, it's, it's, I can't remember the dude's name, but he, he writes it and narrates it. It's a web series where they go through different episodes of, it's, it's actually, it's kind of a lot like I do with dumpster diving, except they only do episodes of Saved by the Bell. And he, he has this very slanted opinion that Zach Morris is the worst character in person ever. So he's always like highlighting how Zach's a bad guy. Yeah, he's way worse than Hitler. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Zach Hitler exterminated like ten million plus people, but Zach lied to his parents. That's right. Zach tried to sell You're the school. How many? How many uh, wildlife? This pussy cried over a duck. Yeah, I was because how many wildlife was he responsible for for murdering with the oil? I mean, Hitler, yeah, Schmittler. This guy killed a turtle. I he, haven't seen this, but I don't recommend it. Yeah, me either. Um, <laughs> I because I kind of stole my idea uh, in the fact that they probably started doing it before I did mine. But yeah, I was gonna say, when did they come up with this? <laughs> but anyway, um, what other news have we got? You, you interested in, in uh, the unveiling of Jacevia Leslie's costume for Batwoman? Because I'm not. <laughs> what is it like a movie or something? I think they're making a Batwoman movie, yes. What does Batwoman do that Batman doesn't do? I'm not saying that like in a sexist way. I mean what I mean it's the same character, isn't it? You would assume so. There's nothing inherently male about being a Batman. Yeah, about being a and how fucking annoying does it have to be for Batman? Like, oh, this childhood trauma made me become a bat person. Oh, you just thought it looked cool. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, you're, and your dad's the uh, police chief. Yeah, no nepotism there. I never thought about that before. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Look, Batman, I'm a bat too. <laughs> I've earned this just like you did. I had nightmares for months, and then my parents were murdered in front of me. Oh my god! I have a batarang too. Oh my god! And what, what does it say about uh, Bruce Wayne's genius? If he's supposedly like this, you know, billionaire, like tech mogul. I mean, I guess he kind of is that or industrialist. Right. And he has like the latest in gadgets. And then, like, someone just shows up, same exact costume, same abilities, mm-hmm. same weapons. Yeah. I mean, I, do they explain she like reverse engineers one or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and then later, she gets crippled. Yeah. That's true. Which and, is, and which they, is kind of fucked up because Batman has his back broken. And then she's like, hey, Batman, look what's happened here. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen after this. She's a copycat. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be her name, fucking copycat, not right. Batwoman. Or Bat, is it Batwoman or Batgirl? Uh, I think it was Batgirl before, but it's Batwoman now because PC. Gotcha. Well, it, it might have been Batwoman at one point in the comics, too. I'm not really sure. But it's like Supergirl, too, or like mm-hmm. She-Hulk. No offense. I mean, what the fuck? 
Well, you know, oh, it also got into a gamma bomb explosion. Do you Runs know the family? Do you know why? Like, sh- I think she Hulk and like spider Gwen. Uh, I think maybe a couple of the two, you know why they were created because, uh, Marvel licensed Girls get it done. <laughs> Marvel licensed the rights to, uh, the incredible Hulk and Spider-Man and stuff to some movie studios. But they oh I see then they made the characters so they kind of just retconned them in the comics. Well, what happened was is the, apparently the, Marvel used to be such fucking stupid business people. Um, yes, because they they didn't realize that in the contract until later that any characters created from the show, like directly from the show, the studio would own. Like the I, I can't I think ABC or something like that did. Um, did the Incredible Hulk. So if they if they made a character on the Incredible Hulk show that wasn't in the comic, a wholly new character, they'd own that character. And this was around the time that the Bionic Man came out, and then they made a Bionic Woman. So they were like, oh shit, let's make girl versions of them, just in case, just before they do. Like how much like later they just say made like black versions of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I guess you can't say I'm black Batman. Because <laughs> that's just, even back then it's fucked up. I'm black man. Um, I'm Batman. I'm Batwoman. I'm Black Batman. What? Like a uh, a Blackula, right? Yeah. However, there was a, a crossover series. Like I don't know when the 2000s or 90s were. Like they did like Marvel versions of some DC characters and uh, vice versa. Okay. And uh, Batman actually was a black guy. Interesting. Yeah, it was pretty. He was like this wrestler who like became wealthy off it, and like you know, then he like decided to fight crime. Because, you know, uh, I, I can just imagine Hulk Hogan out there fucking, you know, beating up the Joker. <laughs> right. <laughs> we know how he would feel about Black Batman. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've heard. You know what I did see? I, usually Wasn't I would... the least surprising thing ever? Yeah. A redneck a, from Florida. A steroid-ridden Floridian millionaire doesn't <laughs> like Black Batman. It is odd, I guess. Normally. Yet, ironically, he calls everybody brother. <laughs> I'm not down with brothers, brother. <laughs> I'm very confused right now. Uh, normally, I wouldn't talk about this, but I just happened to see this, and I happened to see the Twitter response to this. Uh, Ariana Grande has a new video called Positions, and uh, I, I get—I didn't listen to the song. I just saw like a snippet of the video. And it's her as, like, the president of the United States, basically. But it's, you know, she's, like, in the Oval Office, and she's, like, doing the classic Aaron Sorkin walk and talk. Like, I assume that presidents do in real life. And the that didn't bother me so much. It's just, like, whatever. It's a stupid music video. But there were so many morons in the comment section that were like, yes, queen, this is who we need to run our country. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? What I understand, she doesn't like Americans. I don't know. I don't know. Or did we forget about that after she made all those people blow themselves up at her concert? Is that what happened? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar I with this story. You said so yet. <laughs> no, I'm sure she's a great person. But she's, first of all, she's not old enough to be president of the United States. Second of all, I, I she is beyond unqualified. <laughs> I don't think that matters anymore, Mark. Apparently not, but that's that's what scares me. What scares me is that there are so many people saying this, and they're not. It's not idle. They're they really would vote for President Ariana Grande. 
from right. Sam and Cat to the fucking Lincoln bedroom. I think that you just got the title of her biography. <laughs> from Sam and Cat to the Lincoln bedroom. That's the right. story of Ariana Grande. Oh my god, at least Pete Davidson would get a White House invitation. <laughs> or Woody, are they not on good terms? I don't know. I have no idea. Um Oh, there was one more yeah, one more thing that I want to talk to you about. Uh now your your wife is a white woman, uh like my wife. And I'm wondering if she is also uh like low key obsessed with the movie Hocus Pocus. She's never seen it. Oh, okay. So she's like cuz cuz it seems to me that we don't allow viewing of uh, witchcraft materials in our house. <laughs> like 95% of white women that I know love Hocus Pocus. Apparently, there will be a sequel. So What? Yeah. Uh Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, and Bette Midler are all coming back to be in Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, because, you know, it's always, uh, a sequel is always intended when it comes out like 30 years later. Yep. And it's always good when it comes out. There. Like, I mean, listen, I was a big fan of Bette Midler back in the day. You know, uh, ballsy woman with attitude and everything. Great singer. Um, and I don't mean this in any offense at all, but is she like 80 now? Like, how old is Bette Midler? She, yeah, I'm not really sure. She's she's up there. Yeah, like I just at at some point you get to an age where it's I don't know, it's not viable to make a movie anymore. I think what's his name's yeah. getting I mean, up there. At least, I mean, at least this kind of movie. I mean, it's not like it's fucking you know uh, Citizen Kane or anything. Who's that guy that replaced Kevin Spacey? And uh, you know, I've got all the money and. We don't want a child molester being in this movie. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Guest? Something. Christopher Guest? I don't think it's no. Guest. Christopher Plummer. That's okay. who it is. Christopher yes, Plummer, yes. who was in The Sound of Music in 1965 when he was middle-aged. Like, I see him, and like he's been in a couple movies since then. And it's like, Christopher Plummer, you were, you know, I mean, like, you were in one of the Star Trek movies, I think Star Trek 3 or something like that, or Star Trek 6. Great actor great like shakespearean type actor but like dude you are i mean he's like like 85 years old and it almost hurts to watch him shamble around a set and act it's like enjoy your fucking life retire i mean i guess that's a testament to you know how much they actually like the you know job i guess yeah or the money that comes from it some people see robert de niro right i don't think christopher Plummer really needs the money but i I guess that is what it is it's just for him it's unthinkable to not do it i guess yeah but it is i mean whatever i mean there there's obviously going to be an audience for hocus pocus too yeah I'm sure my wife will be very excited when she listens to this episode and hears that there's a Hocus Pocus sequel. Yeah, this would be a perfect segue for our main topic. Mike, you know, we've been having a lot of fun on the show today, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that our show is sponsored today by MyBookie. That's correct, Mark. MyBookie.com slash org. (laughs) I believe it's just MyBookie.com, but it is... The is winning it an app se- too, or is it just like a, a website? I believe I don't know if I don't know if they have an app. My bookie, do you have an app? 
We don't. They probably do because it's 2020, but I don't know. Well, all I know is that the winning season is returning at my bookie. And do you know what the winning season means, Mike? It means doubling your first deposit. Nice. Uh, a lady for the first time, you double your first deposit? That's exactly right. And you just eventually just dribble. No, just kidding. I don't uh, know uh, but winning season means Survivor, Super Contests, and Squares. You ever do the Squares, Mike? Yeah, I like those, but it's kind of difficult to get it together. Like, uh, for example, my current workplace, there's like less than 10 people there. So, I mean, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, not everybody's a gambling addict. Uh, so, I can't get like everybody to do 10 squares, you know? Yeah, see, that's why you need to go to my bookie for to find all the gambling addicts and to be able to get a uh, Squares contest going. And, you know, we're celebrating the NFL season now. I do believe there, from what I've heard, that there will be an NFL season. I don't know exactly how they're going to it work it up. to be the case so far. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, the teams are kind of isolating, not like NBA-type level yet. Right. You know, I, I haven't even really watched the NBA Finals or playoffs. Are you following it at all? No, I'm not. But uh, but I'll t- in it. But the Celtics I- but I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to my bookie and uh, and make a deposit, and they will do a dollar for dollar match all the way up to a thousand dollars. Then I'm going to bet on some of those NBA final games. Oh, that's pretty sweet because um, I guess the Tigers' odds to win the uh, World Series is like one in three hundred or something crazy like that. Oh, nice! Jump on that. But to win, the, but to win the division is one in one hundred. So I mean, like in this shortened season, I mean, you know how baseball teams go on swings. I mean, mm-hmm. I think even like our team that like had the most losses ever had like a nice streak there for a while and since you know it's almost a third of the games you know maybe a little more than that there's no maybe about it i can divide by thirds <laughs> um but i mean still it's just like it's crazy because like we're suddenly like back in it now so i mean mm-hmm. i mean if, i mean i wouldn't want to go all the way to the casino and like you know to put down like ten dollars against those odds because it's such a waste you know and the odds are so low but I mean, for the comfort of your own home and they double the bet, that's 100% worth it. That completely solves my problem. Absolutely. And I, I'm never going to lose, I'm never going to miss that $100 that I put on mybookie.com or that $10 that I put on mybookie.com betting on the, the Tigers. But when it, you know, multiplies into $300,000, then, or however that math works, $3,000, then I'll. Uh, no, $10 would only be like. Uh, $3 million. Only 30000 What the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do that, if you go up to, if you go, if you sign up at mybookie.com and make your first deposit and let them match it dollar for dollar, you can also get a free entry into their famed MyBookie Super Contest. To play in the contest, all you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread and have a chance at winning a $100,000 guarantee. That's uh, that's not that hard. Five, five games against the spread. It's been done many times. Yeah. Uh, the best part. Guys broken legs. But, uh, <laughs> my bookie does not send uh, people to break their legs. That's that's another great part about it. My bookie does not employ thugs to break your. Le- if you're that guy from uh, uh, what is it, Hidden Gems? They're not going to send uh, some dude to sit in a hot uh, like vestibule and then shoot you in the head. Spoiler alerts for. Inside or so for uh, what's it called? Hidden gems. Something like that. One of those ironic nicknames. But the best part is, my bookie has thousands of bets to choose from. Uh, from the full slate of the NFL, we, as we talked about the the NBA playoffs, from live betting to championship futures, which we talked about with the the Detroit Tigers. Every play you want 
to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Now, we have a promo code, Mike. Our promo code is late fees. That's L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S. If you enter that promo code late fees at mybookie.com, they will double your first deposit. It's an absolute no-brainer. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. You know, uh, I, I once knew a guy who bet on uh, Mr. T and Rocky too. <laughs> and he, he's no longer with us, but I mean, my bookie, they probably have that on there. Yeah, absolutely. And the Washington Generals. And he, fe- he, bet, he bet on the fight in Rocky t- uh, too and bet against Rocky. <laughs> thought he was due. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's mybookie.com. Oh, uh, Rocky did lose in Rocky 1, didn't he? Oh, no, he, no, he beat he, uh, Carl Weathers. No, he did. He lost. <laughs> Oh, did he? Yeah, he loses, but he gets the girl. That's the the whole thing in Rocky One. Yeah, I don't really remember. I don't really like the Rocky movies that much. Yeah. But uh, that is our little promo on with the show. Uh, our main topic: the Borat sequel, Borat Two. What's it called? A subsequent movie film. Uh, something like that. I think the the first one was like cultural learning America, something like that. But yeah, subsequent movie film. Yeah. So, what did you think? Uh, first impressions of this film. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, it's different in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was you know a very solid comedy. You know, I, I, there were a lot of very funny moments that I thought were in there. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I just re- for some reason just had a lot of low expectations because like, you know, yeah, I did for sure because it's especially at a, uh, you know, an election year and mm-hmm. new stuff in the previews was very politicized, you know, obviously oh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you know how those Hollywood liberals are. Oh, of course the, uh, the, the Manchester Hollywood liberals like Sasha Baron Cohen, but exactly the worst kind, but yeah, I, um, I don't make a movie about how I have a fucking King and Queen Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. I, I liked it. A lot, like uh, much, much more than I thought it was going to. And I did. Yeah, it was surprisingly good. And and the uh, what's her name, uh, Maria uh, Bakalova. Bakalova. Yeah, Bakalova. she was fantastic. Yeah, she was really good in it. Uh but yeah. So basically, it's um, it kind of picks up after the first movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Borat has been. Uh, he's he's honestly. I'm sorry. I, I'm already interrupting. Um, no, I fair. feel that she's really more the star of this movie than he is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Borat. It's funny because Borat in, in previous movies is, is obviously the protagonist. He's like this wacky, you know, Kazaki man who doesn't know better. You know, because there's nothing. Uh, it's okay to say it about you know a, a different country as long as they're the same race. Exactly. Um. But yeah. But in this one, he you, you kind of see how he is. You know, obviously, you know. To our, our our more western, because I suppose Kazakhstan is in the west. Maybe it's kind of bordering the east. You know, Russia. Yeah, those places. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like this, like you know, this fish out of water story. The first one where he has these different values, and you know, oh, look at this clash of culture. It's hilarious. Um. But in the very like right from the opening, we see him. You know, he's like being like punished for because he brought brought great shame to Kazakhstan for mm-hmm. this. Um. And then his his daughter. You know, he's just like pretty open openly like you know abusive and you know at least psychologically at the very least um mm-hmm. you know which you know we kind of you know he references that in the first one like oh my wife's dead ha 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 but in this is like oh you actually see like the person who's being affected by his you know his casual you know sexism slash racism racism etc mm-hmm. yeah it's obviously it's played for it's it's play and this is the, one of the great things about sasha baron cohen 
is it's played on two levels. It's played for laughs on the surface level. She's sleeping in a a fucking um like a barn or whatever uh for livestock. Yeah, basically. On a bunch of hay. Um but it's also, you know, meant for that deeper level that you were talking about of like, you know, this is this is who's being affected by the attitude that he has as a character. One thing that I think is good sort of about because like you were saying, how it can you know, reflect badly on uh, Kazakhstan. Um, one thing I think is good is is bringing him to America because Kazakhstan is is a, I guess, um, exotic or unknown enough of a country for American audiences that we more identify the weirdness with the character than we do with the country or the people of the country. So I think that was a it was, it's, it was a good idea from the very beginning to base him in America as opposed to like trying to make a movie of his life in Kazakhstan. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so yeah, we we see him. He's going to bring over uh, what is it, Johnny the Monkey, like the foreign minister of yes. Kazakhstan, or yeah. some he has some title like that. Uh, I think um, cultural I minister, I believe. <laughs> You're right, yeah. So he's going to take him over as a gift to Donald Trump, and that way, you know, know, reestablish these nice relationships between Kazakhstan and the United States. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about the the joke about Mike Pence being such a pussy hound that he can't be allowed in the same room with a woman that's not his wife. It's funny because I, I often joke that too, because, you know, he's so fucking desirable, but right. it's the whole Billy Graham, you know, rule or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, so they uh, they go over to, he goes over to the United States. Uh, he travels separately from, I guess, the, the monkey gets a, like, first class passage and, and he goes all around kind of the world. We see his, his little, we see his kind of getting ready he's getting injected with what is it unicorn tears or something i can't remember what he's gypsy tears I think. gypsy tears yeah for good luck and from age according to the first movie yeah and he um you know he he kind of goes the long way all around the world uh which seems like you know just a dumb joke that i did not expect to tie in the way it does at the end uh but especially considering, like, when did they start this movie? They they did he start this? Did he write this after the pandemic, or did he start writing it? Started it started before, but then they kind of added stuff to it yeah. later. Well, they I he brilliantly worked things in to to this movie. I mean, it was the the way they connected these better than an M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they so he he arrived yeah, good. with the crate and. A- we have like an unexpected, unsuspecting uh, witness uh, mm-hmm. show up, and he pops right open. Uh, the monkey is dead, but uh, surprise, surprise, his daughter's in there. Mm-hmm. The uh, the monkey Flames ate itself, it apparently. <laughs> one of my favorite lines. <laughs> it, and the thing that uh, that Sasha Baron Cohen does a lot, which is really funny if done done well and it is done well in this is he uh he goes like uh basically had knockoff kikos which i'm shocked still exists in any capacity but whatever mm-hmm. and so, he, so he's sitting faxes back and forth like their texts <laughs> yeah so, but i mean it's just such a long way such a long process yeah the uh, that's one thing that i love is the patience 
to know that this joke's going to work in editing. Like, it wouldn't work, obviously, unedited, but the patience to be there, like, all day and send faxes back and forth, like, sup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's literally using it just like a text. And, 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 you know, like, the editing, obviously, is perfect of it. But, yeah, like, that's... That is definitely a commitment and a, a vision of what, you know, something can turn out to to be. Yeah, so he's sitting these back and forth. And, of course, uh, having a guy have to read them is funny as well because he basically agrees to uh, give his daughter to uh, – is it Pence or Trump? I think Pence. It's Pence. Yeah, First it's Pence. Yeah. No, yeah, so he, he agrees to that. And then the guy's just saying, he's like, all right, then. You know, he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, so now he, suddenly Borat is very interested in his uh, his young daughter, who he says is fifteen, which comes into play later because I'm sure we'll talk about the Giuliani thing. Yeah, you, you you really can't talk about the movie without talking about it. No, but I I actually uh, as much as I hate to say it, I, I, I honestly we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now suddenly he's trying to like you know get her like a a, a nice fancy dress. So, you know, there's a visual gag of like them not knowing what the difference between a bag for a dress is and a dress. Right. So they try and purchase a bag. Um, a lot of little funny little like quick you know jokes like that. I think that it's funny that he says to the woman, the the dress store, "Where is the no means yes section?" <laughs> and she has an answer too. They well, well they both and they both crack up too. But it's it's yeah, and also the the other thing too, real quick. Sorry, in this section that is funny is he takes her because he's you know he's got to give her a makeover so that she'll be desirable to Pence. He takes her to the tanning salon, and uh, you know she's like the tanning salon person's like, "How dark do you want to go?" And he goes, uh, "What should we go for? A uh, racist femme?" <laughs> she's like five or six. I wouldn't go to, like without missing a beat. <laughs> Oh, right, I wouldn't right. go darker than five or six. Oh, another another thing that, uh, of course, we forgot to mention is uh, when he first arrives there, he goes to this place called Halloween, like Highway or something like that. It's a, it's like a year round Halloween store. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he's going. And what's hilarious is the way he's dressed, and, and the reason he goes there is because he, he basically goes out on the street dressed in the Borat character, and he's like, you know, obviously recognized. Like, oh yeah. Constantly. People want so autographs and all that stuff. Yeah. So he goes. And what would crack me up is when he's looking for like the uh he wants to disguise himself as American, he finds like an obvious ripoff like outfit of mm-hmm. Borat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, he looks a lot like you. <laughs> so funny, like that they make like such obvious, like, you know, they can't use the names, like they'll use like uh like, you know, angry uh political candidate or and that sort of thing. Right. You know? Like Colonel O'Brien like did an episode where he went to a Halloween store and the same thing, he found like a, a canceled late night TV show mask. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So he decides, you know, to fit in uh, in America. He's going to dress up as like this really fat guy, which is the the outfit he wears throughout most of the movie. Yeah, and it's it's it makes sense in the narrative of the film why he has to do it too, which is is good. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, which is interesting because with Hocus Pocus, we mentioned how it was such a long time, but this is 14 years since the first Borat movie came out. Yep. And I mean, and the characters are just so like, you know, so well known that even now, you know, people who probably weren't even born when the first movie came out and definitely not when the HBO show was around and all that stuff, right. I mean, they still recognize the character. Yeah. But so, and a lot of these things, like eventually they, 
they I don't want to get too far ahead, but eventually they go to this cotillion uh, dance. And one of the things that I, I've always kind of wondered about movies like this is how much of this is real, how much of it is, is kind of staged and, and things like that. And apparently this is pretty par for the course as to how uh, they do things. And, and I think uh, Sasha oh. Baron Cohen and his team are really good. So like for this, yeah, they, they did this in the first movie, I believe. And there was a, definitely a Borat episode where he went to like, you know, uh, like a, a society to learn, you know, so, it's always Southern manners because, you know, mm-hmm. the Southerners are pride themselves in their manners. But actually real quick, I want to mention another thing that happened mm-hmm. before this. Just yeah. So we're chronologically sound sure. to a degree. Um, they go to a bakery and he gets her a cupcake because yes. she, she's like, you know, claims it's like, you know, the greatest treat, you know, for like a, a Kazaki, right. Kazakhstani, I guess, girl. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, you know, the, the way they do it is hilarious because like this cupcake has a baby on top of it for some reason. Mm hmm. And so he's like, he's chasing her around. You know, they want to go. They, you want to run out and eat it. And they go behind a dumpster. And like, he goes to eat it, give it to her. And like the baby part comes off, and it, you know she swallows it. Yep. So they go to it. <laughs> I don't even. I, I honestly don't know where this place they go is. It's clearly not like Planned Parenthood, but it's like some uh, some sort of you know pregnancy service. You know, with a religious affiliation. So it just describes what happens. I think they're called. Just, like, so I think they're called pregnancy crisis centers. I think it's called "Don't abort the baby," but we won't raise them either. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's. I mean, and that's basically what their their mission statement is. They make them so these uh, crisis pregnancy centers. They're they're always religiously affiliated. They're obviously their goal is to not have you abort the baby. They do some some of them, especially, do some predatory type stuff where they make themselves look like abortion centers. They set themselves up next to like abortion clinics or in places where abortion clinics were. They're they not always completely upfront with people. It's some insidious stuff, uh, you know, from different things sure. I've read going on uh, there. But yeah, they they go to one with a a pastor and I'll let it was you... super nice of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you tell I'll let you tell yeah, the rest. Like a, one yeah, of my favorite like, parts like of the my, movie. He's like, my daughter, she's 15. She has a baby inside her. Can you help take it out? You know, obviously the character <laughs> is saying this plastic baby, mm-hmm. but why they go to like a pregnancy center makes no sense, obviously, in that context, but right. whatever it is, what it is. Yep. And he's, he's like, no, we don't do that here. He's, he's like, but I'm her father and I put it in her. And she's 15. And like after all this, and he's like, he, I put it inside her behind a dumpster. Yeah, he's like, I didn't want people to know. And she's like, yeah, he told me it was, it'd be our little secret. Um, yeah. yeah, so after all this, the guy's like, uh, he's like, no, I, I mean, it, what's funny because they say, you know, in the case of rape or incest, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, you know, if, if she's 15 and she's presenting, it's both. Right. The guy still is like, no, we can't do that. It's like, okay. Yeah, well, he says he. There's, there's no. Re- I mean, I, this is the kind of guy that if, uh, well, the, the pregnancy is going to kill the mother, he'd be like, well, let, let God sort it out. Exactly. He it, It's even worse than that because he says, uh, it, I don't need to hear any more about it. He's like, it doesn't matter how we got here. <laughs> now, what matters is. Where we're gonna go from here? Now, my wife. I'm not sure if she's if she is my wife. I'm not sure if she is. That's the only one I do. I promise. Uh, I'm not sure if she's right about this or not. But she says, uh, as a social worker, she is a um, what do they call it? A uh, uh, report. It's it's not not a reporter, but it's something like she has to report stuff like this. Um, I I can't remember the term she used, but she said he, he's supposed to be too, cause he's a pastor. He's supposed to like, they have confidentiality. She has 
confidentiality as a social worker and stuff like that, obviously. But there are certain things, like if someone says, you know, I murdered this person or I raped this person, you're so, you're supposed sure, to like legally... Like a psychologist is yeah. supposed to disclose that. Right, exactly. And she says that he is supposed to do that, and he's, you know, clearly violating, uh, you know, that. And I, I'm not sure... I don't. I don't think. That, I wonder if the state laws differ on that. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure your wife is right about this. I mean, I yeah. wonder if it. You know, that that's a very interesting point. It'd be it'd be curious to find out if this guy was required to report this and whether right. or not he did. Yeah, but get, uh, on, it, get on it. Right. Exactly. Reddit. Do your work or Twitter or whatever. I don't know. Um. But yeah, that's that true. that's uh that's one of the funniest parts. I love how he's like. He goes, no, I don't think it's alive. And he goes, no, no, it is alive. And he's like, but it's so tiny. <laughs> it's so funny. And he's like, okay, you're Borat at that point was an Italian accent. <laughs> he goes, I think it's going to hurt her if it comes out because the arms are like this. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's going to come out her asshole. He's like, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, yeah, sorry, it's so funny. Uh, no, but so like I don't know exactly what they did with that. I assume that that's more of a a um kind of you know they just sort of show up type of thing. I, they've got a camera in there, so I don't know exactly how they explain that or or what they say about it. But surprised the guy wasn't afraid it would steal his soul, right? <laughs> but I know because I read about the cotillion that they go to. So the way they set it up was they uh they told everybody this is for a movie. They didn't tell them what movie or anything like that. Like we're filming something for a movie. They don't. They don't know anything else about that. And then they sent like a questionnaire, and it's so funny the questions that they asked of you know how pop culture aware they were. So it's like, would you recognize the following people? And it was uh, like Will Ferrell, no. Sasha Baron Cohen, no. Mike Huckabee, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the example they gave. So they, obviously they picked the people that wouldn't recognize Sasha Baron Cohen and stuff like that. And they don't tell them what's going on. They just say, hey, this is for a movie. There's going to be cameras here. Sign this release form and just kind of go with it. Just ad lib, if you know, whatever. And um, and then they film it. And that's kind of how they do uh, some of those scenes. Because like with the Rudy Giuliani stuff, my wife and I were talking about this. And she said, uh, you know, and obviously I, I'm not going to get into details. We'll get there. But she said, why would he allow them to use the footage in the movie? And I said that he must have signed some kind of, re- he thought it was an interview. So he must have signed some kind of release that was broad enough to where they could use it in the movie is my guess. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, so um, so I just wanted to kind of, in case people were curious about that, because I was curious about it, so I did some reading about it as to how exactly they they set up a lot of these, you know, these things. But then, yeah, they go they go to the cotillion where she's um, she's got her moon blood, so. <laughs> She does a fertility dance where she hikes up her dress and just there's just blood all over her underpants. It's pretty bad, but uh, and you yeah, can see you can see people class. rushing for the exit too. Oh my goodness! 
Uh, but that's yeah, a very vulgar and hilarious like that, that it's I, I like the multiple types of humor that Sasha mm-hmm. Baron Cohen is you know fond of I mean it's yep. definitely this is like a it's you're laughing at the reactions of the crowd more than anything it's just so over the top and vulgar you, mm-hmm. you see like you know she's either uh she's not she's wearing underwear but you see like a big you know patch of pubic hair not Demi Moore level or anything right and then just blood everywhere it's it's just you know like wow and it's like hilarious yeah I I I'm assuming that there's some sort of prosthetic under her, like on her, like probably a pad and, and you know, then the, the fake blood and stuff like that is my guess is how they're doing it. I don't think she's exposed in any kind of way. They blur it out sort of, but I don't think even without the blurring, I don't think she's really exposed in any way. That's my guess. Yeah, I, w- I would assume as much. I mean, just like in the first one where like you see him like nude wrestling. I mean, he was mm-hmm. really nude, but obviously the uh, the blurring was a bit exaggerated. Right. Um. She go. She also goes to a Instagram influencer or something like that, who tells her that women need to be submissive now. And basically- oh yeah, it was like definitely a very conservative, you know, type voice. And she well, she basically tells her how to be a gold digger. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think the lady called herself a sugar baby, and like basically she seemed like a woman who was like you know deliberately trying to find like an older man because some of the questions were about like how old the guy is and that kind of stuff. Now sugar babies are also a candy, just like sugar daddy, the the lollipop thing. Is that racist? Now do you think sugar babies? I don't know. No, either way, they're they're pretty good. The candy. I ain't messing around with no sugar babies, though. <laughs> Very good. Um, so then they find out that, oh, they go they go to CPAC, the CPAC conference. They find out that Pence is going to be there. So they go to the CPAC conference. And I also know how they did this. Like, they, they f- just fucking got by security, basically. Yeah, from what I heard, he hid, like, a bathroom for hours. Yes. And, dr- like, dressed up as Trump and everything. They, I uh, guess, you know, they announced it at the time that there was a disturbance, but they didn't announce that it was filmed for the movie. They didn't announce who it was. We didn't really find I out think about some it. some people suspected at the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't really sure. But, yeah, so he rushes in there with his daughter, who I can't remember her name off the top of my head, The you know, the, the character's name. I you know I know Maria Bakalova but I don't yeah, remember, I don't remember her character's name. Um Tuta? Was it Tuta? I don't know, Some, maybe. Something like that. But uh anyway, he he rushes in with her over his shoulder and just screams at Pence how he wants to give gift his daughter to her all this stuff. And obviously they get kicked out. I'm surprised they didn't get arrested. Great. Um, and then, so then they, they do some more facts texting and then decide that they, I can't remember how they get on the idea of Giuliani. They see him on TV or they hear about him somehow. Uh, yeah, for some reason, like they're trying to make her like a, she's like a conservative, like blogger for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. remember, remember why. Right. The, you know, she's allegedly going to interview uh, Giuliani for her show. Yeah. And I think, isn't this around the time that her and Borat kind of split up? Because, like, you know, there's a falling out, obviously, over this whole thing. Well, he wants her to get uh, breast implants. But then she learns from uh, someone who's babysitting her 
a woman that's babysitting her, that women can drive cars and vote and, and have all this kind of freedom. And that the stuff in her little book, she keeps carrying this book around with her of things girls can and can't do. Um, that, uh, that all those things are wrong, basically. And then she goes to some conservative conference and talks to the women there about how she touched herself and her vagina didn't eat her hand, <laughs> swallow her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's this book that they're carrying around the whole time. It's mm. like it's just like the Kazaki, like Kazakhstan, not Kazaki. Mm. Like it's like like their whole theories. Like, it's like you know, women like if they touch themselves, their vagina will eat them and flip into an inside out ball somehow. Yeah, like that kid so, that well, like that. She's doing. Was that Penny? Who? No, who? Inside Out Boy, right? He went around the. Uh, he 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 was on the swings and went all the way around and became Inside Out Boy. I'm not sure. Mm. It's during this time that uh, that Borat actually kind of links up with these uh, conservative guys who like have him like you know stay in their house for like five days during the fucking quarantine, right? And they're they're talking to him about how uh, Hillary Clinton like drinks the blood of children and stuff like. This. Yeah, and they're saying like you know he's worse. He's like, what's worse, Corona or the Democrats? They're like, oh, the, you know, without even taking a break. Mm-hmm. And he's walking around like trying to hammer the virus with this, uh, you know, and like spray. It, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that he stayed for like a week or two weeks or whatever it was with these two dudes and stayed in character the entire time is insane to me. But I mean, that's, that's his dedication. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, he stays with them and she kind of goes off on her own because they have a falling out because he wants her to get breast breast implants and she doesn't want to once she realizes that she can, you know, be whoever she wants to be. She ends up, she does end up getting the, she go, they go to this con for this uh, Proud Boys uh, rally or something like that. And like this freedom rally uh, because masks are, uh, you know, the same as uh, having a, gun shoved in the back of your head or something like that. It's the boot heel of oppression, Mike. Just like wearing pants or a seatbelt. Um and and so uh he performs there, Sasha Baron Cohen, as this dude, uh Alabama Randy or something like that. And the two guys that he's been living with go up to her and they're like, hey, you know, they're gonna kill him if you don't give yourself to Giuliani. So she agrees to do it for him. So she sets up the interview and then we get to the, but what is the finale of the movie? Basically is them having this interview. He comes in there as like the sound guy. Cause he's like, I don't want you to do it. And he's telling her not to do it and everything. And they're the whole time they're, they're drinking, uh, Rudy Giuliani and her are drinking and, and she's touching his leg and they're being, you know, he's being very flirtatious. She's being very flirtatious. And then when the interview's over, um, he, she calls, she says, Hey, let's go back to the bedroom uh, and have a drink there or something like that. He sits down on the bed, um, pats her lower back, says, let me give you my phone number. I'll give you my, my email address and my phone number or something like that. And he's writing it all down and he lays down on the bed uh, he's ta- he's taking off his battery pack, or he has taken off his battery pack, and then he's tucking his shirt, quote unquote, into his pants. And then Sasha Baron Cohen rushes in and basically says, "She's only fifteen. She's too old for you." Uh, you know all that kind of stuff. And he's dressed like a woman. <laughs> he freaks out and leaves. And um, that's not the end of the film, but that's like the the kind of the climax of the film, I suppose. Um. But what, so 
now that we're at the part, Mike, I mean, what did you what do you think about this whole Giuliani thing? So, they they've been going back and forth in the media and everything. What's your take on it? See, first of all, the most disturbing part of the whole thing with Giuliani was that he's just flat out stating that the virus was manufactured and released by China. Yes, he does say that. Yep. I don't know what's worse, if he actually believes it or if he doesn't believe it and he's trying to make people think that that's correct. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's fucked up. Um, yeah. I really do think he might have I mean, I, he, I don't know that he was – I don't think he was, like, playing with himself. I think he was, like, adjusting his shirt. That's the way it kind of looked like to me. Yeah, the thing is, is when I saw it – I mean, he didn't, like, whip it out or anything, you know? I mean, I think if he was – you know, because, I mean, yeah, I know the character's 15, but, I mean, I, I don't think at any point she says that to him. You know, she doesn't say, oh, I'm – I mean, she's a reporter with mm-hmm. a camera crew. You would think she'd be over 15. She's drinking alcohol. I mean, yeah, I think, They're in a hotel room. Yeah, I think Joanne is kind of a piece of shit, I mean, for a lot of reasons. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't – I mean, I think he was under the impression he was going to have sex, which, I mean, she definitely, you know, led him to believe. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, there's there's people out there. I mean, how do you think Tony Lehrer get her job? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I'm kidding. She's you know, she seems really smart. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really, I mean, it's just fucked up. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think he should just make something up about I mean, it. he could have been playing with himself. I really don't think so, though. That, what do you think? Um, So. I intentionally didn't. I heard something about Giuliani, but I didn't hear the. I didn't hear what happened, right? And I intentionally kept myself in the dark about it till I watched the movie. After watching the movie, I said to myself, "What was the controversy?" Like I was like, "What?" I'm mean, like, "Yeah, it's weird, you know." But like, like you said, my here was my thought process. She didn't say she was 15. I have no reason to believe that. Um, he thought she was 15 because they, they, they certainly don't make that clear in the film if they said that to him, which I, I would assume they would if they had. Um, and then when he gets on the bed, I didn't, it, it's so subtle that I didn't really notice. I'm like, cause I'm looking, I'm like, okay, he's taking off his battery pack. Cause I was, look, I was waiting for him to like drop his pants all the way down or something, which he doesn't do. And I'm like, okay, he's taking off his battery pack. He's, you know, adjusting his, his pants and, and all that stuff and everything. Um, and yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see enough for me to say he was like jerking it or getting it ready or, or, or whatever. Now, Sasha Baron Cohen says from what they were seeing in there. Yeah. yeah it didn't. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, I, I don't see that. Sasha Baron Cohen says from what they were seeing in there, it's pretty clear what he was doing. Um, it doesn't translate on film. I, I'm, I think that maybe he was using an abundance of caution with a young uh, actress that he was in charge of as, as the producer and the, like the creator of this work, which I think is good. I think he should be looking out for her safety. Um, but I, I honestly think it's more of an abundance of caution situation to me. Uh, that's kind of what I see it. And like you, I'm no fan of Rudy Giuliani's. Um, I, I probably dislike him more than you do, but um, I just don't see, I don't see it. Like there's a moment where his hands are in, in his pants longer than mine would be. But like, he's old. Like it, have you ever seen an old guy like, tuck his pants in and get ready. They're slow about it. So uh, to me, it's more of that. He's not married. He's like in his eighties or something. Yeah. He's not married right now. He's, he was divorced last year. Uh, so 
I mean, I don't... Hasn't found another cousin, which is funny that uh, Borat calls him out on the cousin. Yes, he does. (laughs) He gives him him such a dirty look, too. His head whips around. So funny. Um... But yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. Like, I'm pretty sure he would have had sex with her. Obviously, um, you know. But like I said, he's not but married. I mean, she seemed to be implying that she wanted to. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I think the the thing that people have been bringing up is um, that hey, if Sasha Baron Cohen can do this for a movie, then this guy could obviously be compromised. Um, which I think is the case for a lot of uh you know yeah, that's that's the scariest thing for sure <laughs> yeah. uh, um and, and, but you know yeah, the I, fact that a known prankster can get a, an interview with you in private mm-hmm. yeah I, that's and that's to me that's the more like you said the two things to me that are more disturbing are the whole like he's saying oh it was definitely created by the chinese and then you know the fact that yeah it, if it's this easy to get to him it shouldn't be this easy to get to him <laughs> Like he should be more careful than this, uh, given his his position. But yeah, so it's you know that to me those are the t- those are the two headlines that come out of it. Yeah, um, the rest of the movie uh, it, it's kind of like all downhill from that. That's really kind of the climax of the movie, right? Um, and so it's like uh, you know they reconcile, uh, they go back to Kazakhstan at the end. Um, they're both reporters now. She's a number three reporter in Kazakhstan, and mm. he's like number eight or something like that. Yeah. Well, he thinks he's going to get killed, and they're like, "Nah, we're not going to do it." And uh, a very the usual suspect style. Um, he looks at all the board and he sees that, uh, you know, the plan, the plan. The plan the whole time wasn't to give a gift to Trump or Mike Pence. It was a way to get back at the world uh, for making fun of Kazakhstan. And we see that they do this through montage and they don't actually reveal too. Yeah, they don't actually explicitly say he's being injected with coronavirus, but it's it's clear that that's what it is. I think they flash really quick a, a bulletin board that has like a bat and a pangolin on it or something like that, uh, like mixed together. So they, they gave him this disease. He goes to Wuhan, China. He he goes to a cameo with um, Tom Hanks in Australia that his whole convoluted trip around the world was all places where the coronavirus, you know, started to to come out at. Um so that's the the thing is like they were trying to to get back at the world by unleashing coronavirus and he says um we won't tell anybody if you make uh my daughter, you know, reporter to and she gets to be equal to to everybody and and then that's yeah, that's kind of how the the movie ends. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um it wasn't as good as the first one to me. It was kind of a different like pace and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even like I said, like the star of the movie was kind of different, but yeah. But I liked it. I mean, if the third one came out, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, there, the, to me, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of themes running through it. There's a lot of there's a lot under the surface. I I probably have to see it a couple more times, really, to to even uncover the depths of everything that's there. Because I'm not as quick as some of these these other movie reviewers that can watch something once and be like, okay, I understand every aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and at the same time that it has these, these different themes running through it, 
it's funny. It's very funny in many places. Uh, it's a really solid comedy movie. Yeah, it's a, a really good movie. The funniest one I've seen in some time, you know, mm-hmm. movie-wise. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check it out if you uh, if you have Amazon Prime. And if you don't, get a get a free month of Amazon Prime or, or whatever and, and watch it. It's good. Check, check the boys out, too. Absolutely, you should. And check out our episode on uh, the boys. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, Mike. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, then we will see you next time. Bye.